We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm going to be your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates, across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia and Europe, and the rest of the world on TalkStarRadio.com streaming audio. On tonight's show, we have Gina Mollicone long who is going to be joining me in a few moments. We also have Dr. Uh, Henry M. Petri, Kathleen O'Bannon, and Eric Stearns will be joining us in the final hour of tonight's show when we do open mic with yours truly, Rob McConnell, and my producer and good buddy Superman, who is my producer at Master Control of the White of the Talk Star Radio Network at White Springs, Florida. And all this tonight here on the Exo. Now, if you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. 
at 1-877-528-8255. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradio.com. Uh, today is, uh, let me see, the birth date of Elvis Presley. He was born this date in 1935. Uh, let's see, 10 things you should know about Elvis Presley. He was very polite. He was always taught manners, Sam Phillips says. His mother thought there was no reason to treat people except with great respect. If you didn't say yes, sir, and no, sir, that was a cardinal sin. But you wouldn't like him when he was angry. He was a real, he was real slow to anger, Philip says. But once he was angered, pound for pound, I don't want to know, I don't know a person who was stronger. I remember one time at the gas station out uh, the back of Peabody Hotel, this one person who didn't like his long sideburns wouldn't leave him alone. Elvis had him down on the concrete in no time flat. Colonel Tom Parker was really a colonel. Well, kind of. Presley's legendary manager was given an honorary colonel's commission in October 1948 by Louisiana Governor Jimmy Davis. Parker did serve in the U.S. Army in 1930 and 1931, but he didn't attain the rank of colonel. By the way, Parker wasn't his real name either. Elvis's gold suit was the genuine article. The colored, uh, the colonel had it designed for him uh, for the opening date of the 10 City Tour in 1957. It was made by the famous Hollywood tailor, Nudie Cohen, and cost $2,500. During the show, Elvis fell to his knees, and a pile of gold leaf on the stage fell uh, at his feet. Afterward, a distraught Parker begged him never to do such a move again. And he really loved his mother, Gladys. At her funeral in 1958, he tried to jump into her grave. For days afterward, he carried her nightgown around with him. Uh, he was a very spiritual man, Larry Geller, who became Presley's hairdresser and guru in 1964, introduced him to spirituality. Geller gave him the books that he would cherish for the rest of his life. And we're going to be talking more about Elvis uh, throughout this hour. And we're also going to be telling you who was born this day besides the big guy himself. one 877 is toll-free. And my name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network. When I come back from this two-minute commercial break, we'll be speaking to Gina Mullicone-Long. And we're going to be talking to Gina about the secret of successful failing. Hmm. Now, there's a twist of words for you. Successful failing. My name's Rob McConnell, and we'll be back with Gina on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the X-Zone starts for tonight, January the 8th, in the year 2008. I'll be back. Don't go away. You can't touch this. can't touch this. I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. 
In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. When no one else can understand me When everything I do is wrong You give me hope and consolation You give me strength to carry on And you're always there Let's see. Also, uh, Elvis made 31 movies over 13 years. Elvis hated most of those uh, later films, uh, says his friend and bodyguard Red West. I mean, in Stay Away, Joe, they had him singing to a bull. He never sold more records in a year than in 1956. That's when the single Hound Dog and its B-side Don't Be Cruel sold uh, 4.6 million copies in the United States. And never fewer than he sold in 1967. That was the year of the, uh, of the Hollywood period. Easy come, easy go, ep never charted, uh, uh, Jorgensen says. That's when Presley's management realized something had to change. The movie was horrible, the songs were poor and poorly recorded with bad arrangements. And Elvis didn't sing them particularly well. I'm told the uh, Cokes and the Burgers during the sessions were okay, though. And finally, Elvis was an officer of the Memphis Police Force. Shelby County Sheriff Roy Nixon made the king. A deputy in 1970, he had legal authority and could make arrests. Also today is uh, singer Sean Paul's birthday. He's 35. Singer David Bowie turns 61. And show-and-tell day, that's right, today is show-and-tell day in the United States and Canada. This is when all the little kids go to school and... For some reason or other, they've decided that January the 8th is show and tell. Maybe this is when you bring your crappy Christmas gifts to school and tell the kids in your class who bought them for you or who bought the ugly clothes that you're wearing. That's today in uh, history as well as today in uh, birthday land. My guest this hour is uh, Gina Malicone Long, and we're going to be talking about um, never failing to succeed, helping people find success with their New Year's resolutions finally. And, you know, at a time of the year when New Year's resolutions will be likely to be broken, oh, and don't I know that feeling, author Gina Malicone along suggests that we not forget the value of our past mistakes. With the New Year here, many of us resolve to shed the pounds or kicking a habit or two or, or three or four. Uh, but sticking to it may be a problem and people feel like failures. When it comes time to assess how well we did or didn't do, the knee-jerk reaction is to accept failure as the victor. When the impulses to indulge in such thoughts arise, Gina, in her best-selling book, The Secret of Successful Failing, points out that if we could master the art of learning from failures, we would find that we really literally direct our lives exactly as we want. And Gina, welcome to the Exome. A lot. That's quite the introduction. Hey, listen. 
Nothing but the best for our guests here in the Exxon. Uh, Gina, what prompted you to write this book? Uh, well, I, I guess I, I always answer that question by starting with that I'm just a human being, and uh, in my quest to move forward, I've often found myself flat on the ground. So um, it wasn't one particular massive failure that led to the writing of this book, but mm-hmm. but rather just an accumulation of of disempowering failures over time. And at one point, I just it, the light went on, and I thought, you know what? This is actually the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And I'm really grateful for it. And when I got to that point, um, everything that had ever happened to me in, in the quote-unquote failure term mm-hmm. uh, became a useful tool. Now tell me, uh, do a lot of people break their New Year's resolutions? Well, I think yes, because I, I, I don't know if people know why they make them in the first place. I, you know, often people say, I, I think I want to lose weight or I want to make more money or I want to quit smoking or whatever. Um, but the problem is, is that in that sentence, in the way that it's been said to them, that they've said to themselves, um, it's not empowering them. And they're not really getting at what they really want. And so when they break them, it's not such a big deal because they don't really want what they say they want in the first place. Then why do they say it? Well, because we've been conditioned to believe, for example, I'm going to use the, um, the losing weight. Okay. That's a very popular New Year's resolution. So our minds, we've been conditioned to believe that if I could just lose those 10 pounds or 20 pounds or 5 pounds or whatever then I would finally be happy. You know, it's, it's those 10 pounds that stand between me and happy, happy land. And so we've been conditioned to believe that it's the shedding of the weight that brings the happiness. And so we say we want to lose 10 pounds, but the error is that being happy and losing 10 pounds have nothing in common. They're not related at all. And you know that at a soul level. You know that in your heart. Mm-hmm. And so when... The push comes to shove, and, you know, is it really about the 10 pounds? You know it's not, and so you just give up on it. But the problem is, consciously, you act as though you've given up on the whole thing, on the whole quest to be happy, which is the real quest, by the way. But it's not an acknowledged quest, and so when you give up on that New Year's resolution, then you're left with this sense of unfulfillment. But the reality is that it doesn't really matter, those 10 pounds. They have no bearing on your happiness whatsoever. You see, my New Year's resolution was uh, what I consider to be a very, very uh, realistic one, never to make another New Year's resolution. Yes, again, and I would ask you, why do you make such a New Year's resolution, Rob? Well, because I, I've, I've seen so many people making New Year's resolutions that put pressure on themselves. Yes. So if you don't make a New Year's resolution, you're not putting yourself into a spot where you actually are putting yourself under more pressure. Right, and if you're not under pressure, you're generally feeling what? Happy. Right, and I'm here to tell you that making a resolution and being happy have nothing to do with each other. I agree with you 100%. However. 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 There is um, some use for the New Year's resolution because uh, when when we have a failure, and by the way, I just want to take this time to say a failure by my definition is Anything that you want that you don't have your way or you didn't get your way, so it can be anything. It's not, you know, uh, you're a failure in life. I mean, I'm talking uh-huh. about anything. Like if you wanted, I don't know, mayonnaise on your sub and you didn't get it, that's in my terms a failure. So failures, um, 
to highlight to us a contrast. And by highlighting the contrast, it actually brings to our attention um, something that we really want. So, for example, you just made the New Year's resolution never to make a New Year's resolution, yeah. which because New Year's resolutions are stressful, and I agree. It's, it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself right after the holidays um, to, to just sort of boot camp yourself, if you will, into, quote, unquote, a better life. But the desire to have a New Year's resolution, even if it is the negation of all New Year's resolutions, um, is a service because it, it's highlighting to you that there's something that you want, and you, you know, you've termed it as you don't want any more New Year's resolutions. Somebody's termed it as I want to lose 10 pounds. But the reality is that there is something missing, and so the desire for things highlights that we want something. The thing is, is we're, we're wanting, we're saying we want these things, but they have nothing to do with being happy. All right, why is it that people only set these goals up at New Year's instead of doing them all year round? Well, I think that's partially a cultural conditioning thing. Um, I also think, though, if you get into it, um, this time of year typically, with the return of the light, mm-hmm. is a time of renewal, right? As we've passed through the winter solstice, now the days are getting longer. So energetically, we're starting to build energy again, right? We're no longer in a, in a um, declining or a waning period. We're now starting to build and so, naturally, this time of year is the shift from, you know, decline to incline. Gotcha. So, as so, what basically we're doing is we're starting off with a clean slate because we know that the daytime is getting longer, and it gives us something to look forward to. Well, yeah. I mean, energetically, that's exactly what happens, right? The the we know somewhere in our bodies or minds or whatever you want to call it that, um, you know, in nature we're seeing a shift from days getting shorter and energy getting, uh, you know, smaller and smaller to days getting longer, so energy getting built up and built up. So naturally we would like to participate in that same cycle in terms of building up the energy, building up our outward enjoyment in the world, and so it's the right time of year to make a shift. Now, what kind of New Year's resolutions did you make? <laughs> it's funny. I, I didn't make any this year. Uh, I, I, and back to what you said about why don't we do this all year round, one of my practices um, since coming into the awareness here is to really live each moment um, with the same intention so that I don't feel a need to sh- change anything because I know that, in a sense, um, it's not real. The, the way that I view my life, and one of the principles I wrote about in my book, is um, using your life as a mirror. And so what I'm trying to do mindfully is in each moment um, see the mirror for what it is or be in the present moment or whatever you want to call it um, so that I'm able to access what is needed for me in that moment by being objective of what's going on in the moment. All right, so how do we switch things around? How do we get people to understand that they're not failing, that, um, you know, take a lesson from what you've just not accomplished and apply it to the future and turn it into a positive effect? Absolutely. Um, it, it happened to me, uh, well, many times over, but one time in particular, and when you get it, 
uh, it's one of those moments. For me, I call them cosmic two-by-fours. So one of the things I teach is that um, this is more, successful failing is more than just learning from failure because a lot of people say to me, oh, yeah, learning from failure. And it's not really that. It's actually understanding that your failures serve you. In fact, they are the greatest things that have ever happened to you. But we're so conditioned to avoid failure because failure comes with unpleasant emotions. I don't know how else to describe it. And so we um, we shy away from that because it doesn't feel good, right? But the thing is, is everything that's happening to you serves you in some way, everything, every time. And it doesn't always feel good, but in this context, failure is simply feedback. And so what I try to teach people is how to stay objective. All right, let's talk more about how we can get people to stay objective when we come back from our news break at the bottom of the hour. Gina Millicon Long is our very Cohn Long is our very special guest. Her website is www.ginamollycohnlong.com. The name of her book, Exonation, is The Secret of Successful Failing. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, and we'll continue on the other side of the news as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, exclusively on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Ken Elliott. When I'm floating around the universe, I always try to tune in to Rob McConnell. Hey, hold there, Trinity Frog on Sesame Street. When I want to find out what's going on with UFOs or ghosts, I listen to the X-Zone with Rob McConnell. This is Les Corrigan from Target Internet Development. You're listening to Rob McConnell on the X-Zone Radio Show. This is John Hogue, Prophecy Scholar, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell.
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Gina Millicone along is our very special guest. Her website is GinaML.com. That's www.GinaML.com. And we're talking about her new book. It's called The Secret of Successful Failing. Now, Gina, how do we turn what people think or believe to be a failure into a successful failure? That's an awesome question. Thank you for asking me. Um, first of all, you have to start to think of failure as feedback, as I mentioned before, the commercial mm-hmm. and the news. Um, and learn to understand, we need to learn to understand what messages are actually hidden for us within our failures. And so um, by starting to look at your life as a mirror, by starting to understand that everything that you want and or need is already there and you just have sort of blocked your access to it, your failures give you these clues. So in a sense, the outside world is a reflection of your inside world. And so when you have acknowledged this, then you have the power to actually choose it because you have control over the inside. Right. So it's basically um, an, a way of fulfillment. Well, yeah. And, and you know, it, basically the, the underlying principle for the work that I've written about is the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Have you done any work with the law of attraction? Do you understand it? Much, much work. I've been doing this show now for 15 years. And Perfect. the law of attraction is basically power of positive thinking if you confess it you will possess it in a sense yeah and so your listeners are probably well versed in it but but i think it's recently been getting a lot of press but it's been missing a few things and here's what i boil it down to um so you want something say a car right and so you people recently have been taught that they just need to pretend they already have this car and the universe is going to deliver it which, in a sense, is true, but it's actually a teensy little bit more complicated. Actually, you want it's, this it's, car, it's, and my question quite, is why? Because it's quite more because, complicated than that. Because just because you believe, you, just because you imagine you have it, it's not going to mysteriously or magically appear. Right, but but I can give you like the key to to uh, having what you want in your life is to understand what the real desire is, and the real desire is always, always, always a feeling. Right? So, and feelings are the energy. Feeling is the energy of the law of attraction. Feelings are the key. So, you want this car. Say, for example, you want this car. I'm going to ask you, well, why do you want this car? Well, I want to drive fast. Why do you want to drive fast? Well, because it makes me happy. Okay. So, you actually want to be happy. Right? And we get back. And this, by the way, I use happy a lot because happy is one of the things we really want. Um, And so, the real wanting is happy. And so, what happens is if you wake up, in the morning and you look at your bank statement and you need to buy a new car and you can't afford to buy what you want, then you feel like a failure. But what it's identifying for you is that you're still not happy, right? And so the gift is that not having the car has helped you to identify what you really want. You really want to be happy, and this is key. And I always tell the people that I teach, you already have this wire called happy inside of you. You already have it. It's just been disconnected. And so not having the car is highlighting to you which of your wires is disconnected. So now your job is to go and reconnect the wire. When you reconnect the wire called happy, then you've now opened up the universal path for manifesting whatever equals happy in your life, and that could be a car, 
but it's it's the it's the wanting of the of the feeling that is key, and it has to be identified. And the only way to identify it is by what's missing when you fail. How about the desire to succeed? Whatever happened to that? The desire to win, the desire to come first. Whatever happened to those desires? I don't know. Um, in what context? Do you mean do people not want them anymore? Well, it or? seems that people are looking for the easy way out, and it's books uh, and uh, films like The Secret that are just telling people, well, you know what? You really don't have to work for anything in life. All you have to do is imagine you've got it or write it on a piece of paper. And I've spoken to so many people who are who are worse off now after watching the movie or, or reading the book because they've taken it to heart and they've forgotten the real... The real uh, lesson of life is that if you want it, you have to work for it. Nothing comes easy. Nothing comes magically. Well, you have to make it happen. You have to have a plan. You have to get up and go out and make these things happen. Well, I kind of agree with everything you said, even though I uh, it's two you, sort of two things that you said. I, I agree. The secret has um, it's done. Two, it's done good things. It's done a good thing because it's brought to the mainstream. A universal principle that's there whether you like it or not. And so it, it's sort of like, it's not pretty, but they got it out there, and they've got people who wouldn't normally even be talking about things like energy to talk about it. Um, the problem is, is it, people, if they, if they just think it's about getting stuff, mm-hmm. then they're so focused on the outside. And that's where I, my teaching is different, because the outside is important because we're physical beings. And the outside is how we contextualize our life. But the work, the real work, as you said, work for it, is mm-hmm. on the inside. So it's not, it's not that you have to go out and uh, put in your 12 hours a day every day, and at some point you're going to get some little chit at well, the wait, end. Wait a second, wait a second. Hold on here, hold on here, hold on here, hold on here. If, you, if you're saying that getting a car will make somebody happy, they're going to have to go out and work for that car. Right, but I'm actually saying getting the car and being happy have nothing to do with each other except that the lack of the car has highlighted to the person that they've disconnected from their own happiness. See, the stuff can never bring the feeling, ever, ever. It's impossible, and if you... Can I indulge, can you indulge me in a thirty second explanation as to why? Sure, and then I'll give you a thirty explanation, a thirty second explanation how I can prove you wrong. Okay. Well, energy. Uh, Einstein showed us that everything in the universe is energy. Are we, are we agreed to on that? Well, as we know it today, yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, that's that's all I can do is is write from what I know today. Mm-hmm. So we know that thoughts and feelings are actually electromagnetic vibrations, and the way that energy. Whoa, 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 hold on. Thoughts and what? And feelings. Uh, feelings are feelings are chemically induced. But they're electro, yes, but they come, thoughts, what happens is you, you have roughly 20,000, or sorry, 12,000 to 40,000 thoughts per day running through your mind. Mm-hmm. And the ones that you energize, the ones that you emote, the ones that you attach your emotions to are the thoughts that, that become energized. Right, because, okay, because they, there's a release of certain chemicals within the body system right. that, that enact these right. feelings. And this, and this basically sets, um, these, are, these are like vibrations. They can be measured, right? We can hook you up to some machines and they can measure you. And then that, so basically the order flow goes, thoughts lead to feelings, feelings lead to actions, mm-hmm. and the actions lead to your results. 
So your stuff, your results, can never bring you a feeling because the flow goes thoughts, feelings, feelings, actions, actions, results. So we're just talking about uh, a cause and effect. In a sense. So basically, what I've written about, mm-hmm. based on what I know to date, is that if that's the way it flows, then if you want to be happy, then it's got to come back to the, the thoughts and feelings part of that equation. The car, which I would consider a result, right. has n- no impact on the thoughts and feelings. The car is a manifestation of an energy. All right, I have to break in here. We just received uh, some news from our newsroom. The Associated Press has declared Senator Hillary Clinton as the winner of the uh, New Hampshire primary. This is based on their computer-generated uh, results. Right now, President uh, I'm Senator Clinton has 40% of the vote. Obama has 36%, and uh, Mr. Edwards has 17%. So once again, the Associated Press says Senator Hannity, Han- Hillary Clinton will uh, win the New Hampshire primary. There you go. Wow. That's kind of cool. Didn't think that was going to happen in my interview. Well, you never know what happens in an interview. (laughs) Welcome to live radio. Yeah, it's great. So, essentially, what I what I say to people is the stuff can never bring you energy. The stuff can never make you happy. But when if you're happy, then you then you're allowing for the manifestation of stuff that is reflective of happy energy. Does that make sense? Yes and no. Okay. For example, Christmas morning. Yes. Kids wake up. They see all those gifts under the tree. They're happy. I would argue they that are, kids happy. are already happy and the gifts are the manifestation of their already present. Well, I'll tell you this. Do you have any children? Yes. Next year, don't put any gifts under the tree. And you'll see a big change from happiness to sadness. Right. But you know what's really interesting, and I, I've I've had this conversation with a lot of people, is I bet you if you watched, if you could watch a, a tape of yourself mm-hmm. as a child, yes. Um, see, our brains, and it's, it's the function of the brain, by the way. So I'm not blaming our minds, but it's just how they work. What's the difference our between the brain and the mind? Memory, and they think the brain thinks that the gifts made us happy, but I bet you. If you looked at it on a time-lapse, split-second, frame-by-frame, mm-hmm. you would see, if you could see happy, you would see happy before you saw manifestation or gifts. I guarantee it. That's based on the anticipation of the happiness to follow. Well, no. No? See, this is how, I, I actually think that we, our minds have just mixed it up a bit. Our minds have us believing that stuff will make us happy, but it's impossible, and... and you know, the, the, the evidence I've gathered are silly things, but things that have been around for a long time, like money can't buy you happiness. Oh, yes, it can. Right? right? Oh, but, oh, yes, it can. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I have been worked, worked with many people mm-hmm. who have all the money in the world or who have lost all the weight you could ever imagine, mm-hmm. and they say to me, I'm empty. I'm still not happy. I, I don't understand. Talk- I thought this would make me happy. I was talking to a person last night who, at the age of 30, decided that they were going to turn their life around. Now this man is a multimillionaire, yes. and he's very happy because Absolutely. if he doesn't want to work, he doesn't have to. You know why? And you said it. You said the exact thing. He decided to turn his life around. He made a choice. He mm-hmm. shifted inside. Right, and money makes him happy. 
But money came after he made the shift. All right, but uh, yeah, all right. Now, now we're kind of shifting what you were, what your main, what you were saying a few minutes ago was. You said money can't buy make happy, buy happiness, and I said, oh yes, it can, and I gave you the example. But happiness brings money. See, I argue. Oh, I know that a lot of people who are poor. Wait a second. No, 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 no. Before I, the money came. No, 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 no. I know a lot of people who are poor and are happy as well. Of course. Okay, so because money doesn't equal happy. See, money is just this neutral thing. Sometimes, like, oh, how do I, how do I say this? It, the the shift happens inside first, and then the physical match, the energetic match. Uh, you know the law of attraction. The energetic mm-hmm. match happens next. So, in some people's lives, when they are happy money flows but in other people's lives when they are happy perhaps um, money has nothing to do with them being happy and their uh, relationships with people flows so it but it's different for every person and this is a great sort of loop back to what the book is about which is the not having the not the failure highlights to you what you are really wanting right I, I, I want that car Okay, well, I ask you, why do you want that car? Well, I want to drive fast. Why do you want to drive fast? Because I want to be happy. So the lack of the car has actually helped you to identify what you are really wanting, which is to be happy. Well, I have to ask you this: if a, if you're if you're taking, a, if if I was to ask somebody those those questions, I I think that they need a reality check. Number one, because just to drive fast will make you happy. You know, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't follow the logic here. You want a car to drive fast to make yourself happy. I, all I can tell you is that the wanting and the lack of the thing that you want, so money, car, losing weight, whatever it mm-hmm. is, the failure, whatever that thing is, is serving you because it's highlighting to you. If, you will, if you're willing to look into it, it's highlighting to you what you're really wanting, and it's always a feeling. Well, and, and I, you know, I help people... Because uh, some people try to get really deep, and they, and I just say basically, human beings want one of three things, or a subset thereof. We want peace, we want love, or we want joy, and joy being happy, or something very similar to those three things. We, that's all we really want. And for for different people, we, you know, they want to be happy, and mm-hmm. they think a car will make them happy, or they think money will make them happy, or a boyfriend, or a baby, or whatever. But and not having these things is highlighting to them what they really want. I don't know. I feel I've got to take a commercial break. Uh, Exo Nation, send me an email. Tell you, tell me what you think. ExoNetTalkStarRadio.com. Will money make you happy? I don't know anybody who money wouldn't make happy. Superman says, yep, make him happy. Makes me happy. Makes my wife really happy. And when she's happy, I'm ecstatic. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the XO continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, right here on Talkstar. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors, about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. 
forced metaphors. Presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care. And I am just a devil with love to spare. So Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Gina Millicone uh, Long is our very special guest. www.ginaml.com. That's www.ginaml.com. All right, Gina, so basically what we're saying is that in order to understand success, we have to first acknowledge failure because when we fail, it's a lesson. We should look at the lesson that we've learned, not made the same mistakes, and it'll be a success next time. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, one of the things that I wrote about in the book, in three chapters sort of dedicated to it, is a paradigm shift mm-hmm. um, from have, do, be. Have you ever heard of have, do, be? No. Okay. So here it goes something like this. We'll just stay with the same example. Okay. If I had that car or if I had that money, if I, let's use money because it's an easy one. If I had that money, I could do what I wanted, then I would be happy. So the order is have, do, be. And that's, we, that's our current paradigm. We live in that world. Um, but you and I talked earlier about the law of attraction. Yes. And the flow of energy is thoughts, feelings, feelings, actions, actions, results. That's the law of attraction, essentially. Um, and so if you connect those two things together, thoughts and feelings are what I call be. They're who you're being, right? They're your being. Um, actions are do, and results are have. So according to the law of attraction, um, we the paradigm is actually be do, have. That's thoughts, feelings, be, do, actions, have. So essentially the way the the universal energy flows is be, do, have, which means that if I only had money, I could do what I wanted, then I would finally be happy. is energetically impossible. And so essentially it flips around that if I be happy, then I can do what is consistent with being happy, which will bring me money or whatever is aligned with that happiness. Does that make any sense? So it's sort of like a science, not scientific, it's a bit of a stretch, but a way to look at the universe energetically in the way that it flows. Um, and, And again, it's that split second where we think the money is making us happy, but in reality we've already chosen We've already chosen happiness first, and the money is a reflection of it, if, in fact, that's 
a reflection of our happiness. For some people, it's not. You know, like, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I understand the importance of failure, because failure is a lesson. You can't, you can't appreciate success without failure. True. It's a contrast. It, it is. It and is. And it gives however, you an idea of what you want. However, I think that people who hear about the secret, they, they expect too much too quickly. They forget that they still have to go out and make these things happen because success will not come to you unless you work for it. Absolutely. I completely agree. I'm just trying to get people to do a little bit more work on the inside. Well, it's very simple. Get off your butt, get a job, be successful, and work towards your dreams. Yes, sort of. Gina, thanks you very much for joining us. Take care of yourself. Exonation, www.ginaml.com is her website. The name of the book is The Secret of Successful Failing. When we come back from the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past, I'll be joined by Dr. Henry Petri. We're going to be talking about why kids are killing kids. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. During the break, I'm going to take out my pad and I'm going to write, I want money, I want money, I want money, I want money, I want money. And I'll work for it. I'll be Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 